and welcome again to Click Click Bang Bang, a photography podcast. We are up to episode four. My name is Toby. And I'm Mez. Hey, Mez. Episode four, babe. Episode four, the comparison complex. We're going to dive into this tricky little subject and um, yeah, Mez is going to kick us off. This is the comparison complex. I guess what I'm going to start with is like, well, what does that mean? Do you know what I mean? And I think a lot of creatives really go through this. And what I mean by comparison complex is comparing ourselves to others. And that can be a good thing for us creatively, but most of the time it can become a very negative thing for us in our creative lives. Yeah, It's getting caught up in that why aren't I as good as this person? Why is their work better than mine? Why can't I be like this? And just kind of like going down this rabbit hole of constantly comparing yourself to your peers and getting in a really negative mindset about it, so much so that it can really hinder your creative process. Yeah, for sure. And there's, I guess there's two ways of comparing yourself to someone. You're either going to say, oh, I'm way better than that person, or you're going to go the opposite way, which is probably more well, – it's probably dangerous both ways, I reckon. Oh, definitely dangerous both ways. How, do you think it's more dangerous one way or the other or not really? I actually think it's way more dangerous to go to the negative of why aren't I good enough, why aren't I good enough, because I think that's the creative killer. Mm. That's what kills your ideas – kills your motivation, kills your joy, like when it comes to creativity. Whereas the opposite side of like, oh, well, I'm way better than them. Yes, that's like super highly egotistical, but I don't necessarily think it's going to kill your creativity in the same way that being that super negative will. Yeah, Like it might stop you getting better and better because you think maybe you've reached a peak and like, how could I get any better? I'm so much better than everyone else. (laughs) So it could hinder you in that way, but I definitely think the negative is A, way more common amongst creatives and be total super killer of ideas man, and motivation. And I guess going the other way at least shows you've got some sense of confidence about your work, which is a a positive, I suppose. Yeah. No one wants to be a wanker. No. And look, like it can happen. We can all kind of get a little big for our britches. Britches? Yeah. (laughs) What the hell are britches? You should know your English. (laughs) Britches. Big for your britches. Uh, Big for my boots where I'm from. Okay, sorry. Big from your boots then, eh? And so, yeah, we can all kind of get that way sometimes, but we can all most definitely get in the negative and be like, oh, my God, like this idea is not working. Oh, you know, you and you know what? Like online, like the Internet is your biggest source of killing your freaking buzz, man. I've got a love-hate relationship with the internet, particularly social media. I'm going to look back and talk about when I first started getting into photography. These were pre-social media days, so we're talking 15-odd years ago now. Yeah. God, I'm so old. It happens Um, to the best of us. (laughs) But back then, uh, honestly, it was not hard to compare yourself, but you just did it in a different way, I suppose. Mm. I used to buy magazines. I used to just look at my own shots, get other people to look at them. Yeah. You know, I knew – I could kind of tell myself if a shot was good or bad. Yeah. Um, but obviously it always helped if I had friends – or family or whoever saw some of my stuff, look at it and say, oh, that's a really great shot or mm, yeah, I don't really like that one or whatever. Yeah. But these days it's just so different. It's, it's so different. It's so different. And there are so many avenues to go down to get inspiration these days. It's literally get on Google. Uh, you know, I might have an idea oh, I'm going to shoot a particular 
place in Sydney or whatever it might be. And I'll just literally go on Google and say photos of yeah. Opera House, whatever yeah. it might be. Yeah. And I'll get up, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of images and stuff like that. Yeah, None of which really helps, to be honest. No, <laughs> but it anyway, doesn't. But we all do it. And then, you know, obviously we're, most of us are on Instagram or any, any photographers listening to this will probably all be on Instagram and we all follow various people for various reasons and we'll, get, we'll scroll through our feeds and oh my God, it we'll can be see a all real this stuff and you'll be like, kill. oh, that looks good, I'm going to try that. Oh, that looks good, I'm going to try that. And then you kind of end up in a bit of a spiral. And then what happens to me is when I do do that, and I do it, I think we all do it, we're all a bit guilty of this. Totally. I'll look for an idea, I'll find an idea and then I'll go and try and do that idea and I just feel flat when I get to a location. I'll just be like, nah, it's not... It just, it's not right. It's not what I saw in my head, you know. You right. Know I mean? So you're like kind of remembering this visual thing that you've seen online on through Instagram and being like, I'm going to give this a go. And then you're getting there and you're like, okay, why isn't it like this? Yeah. And I'm thinking the re- – well, part of the reason for that is because some of the stuff I'm looking at has been photoshopped to within an inch of its life. 100%. So it's never going to look like that straight out of the camera anyway. <laughs> it's like, oh, the opera house is upside down. Why is that not working? Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that's that's one reason. But there's, I think deep down um, it's because it's not my idea. 100%. So I'm thinking – It's not coming from a place of authenticity. Yeah, exactly. And this is the thing too also with social media and – like like the online world, is we kind of have this idea that we always must be creating and producing and showing things and, like, we must constantly be creative and shooting and that's just so not the case. Like, as a creative, you so need downtime. Like, I call it, like, download time. I'll go months without doing anything. Oh, my God, Anyone that follows me on Instagram knows this for sure. Oh, my God, Sam. I'll be like, you know, Jack, my partner, will be like, oh, you haven't posted anything for ages. And I'll be like, "Mm, yeah, well, just... I yeah. don't know why. <laughs> and it's like totally okay. That's the thing. It's okay to take a break yeah. and to download and to like rejuvenate and get ideas flowing. Because this is also the thing too of like comparing ourselves to people online, the other work we see online. Like I know like from experience with my website, for example, and my Instagram feed, that's my that's my best stuff I'm showing. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. no one's showing their half ass shit. You know what I mean? Well, some people are, they just don't realise. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true, that's true. <laughs> so you're like comparing your like you know, you're fresh at a, at a new creative place in your life or you're halfway through a project, you're still kind of figuring out what it is mm-hmm. and you're going online for some level of inspiration, quote unquote, and you're seeing everyone's top shit. Yep. So like your work in progress is never going to be as good as someone's top shit and that's where we can, that's where we start comparing going, oh, why isn't, why aren't I up to this scratch? Why aren't I? Well, that person's probably worked months and months for, on that portfolio, years on that portfolio and you're coming online from a fresh creative place and you're like why aren't I this good and it's just like not freaking realistic like it's literally not real and people on Instagram like in the photography world and also like in you know influencers lifestyle people whatever the fuck they love just showing the best bits you know what else gives me the shits about those people is that they'll give you a ton of advice about, you know, look, I've got 200,000 followers and, you know, let me tell you how I got there, like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, fuck off. Like, <laughs> honestly, like these people just, <laughs> they talk shit. And they're, and they're just, uh, not, 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 I don't want to generalise here, not every influencer talks shit, obviously. Um, and there are some that I love and, and really enjoy following and they'll give you good, valuable advice. But there are a lot of, one of the things that annoys me a lot about social media, not just in, in the photography realm, but 
across the board is this whole advice kind of culture about, you know, mm. this is how you get followers, this is how you get more likes, this is how you do this, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. I think one of the best things Instagram and more recently Facebook has done is remove the importance of likes. Take it away. Getting rid of that is absolutely because Fantastic. here's the thing, like for me as an artist and like if I take social media out of my sphere and the internet out of my sphere, you know, and when I started there was no social media like you. No, and, yeah, exactly. And when I go back to that place, I'm like, okay, what do I value? I value the opinion of my peers, mm-hmm. um, my certain friends, mm-hmm. my partner, um, maybe teachers I had yep. learning photography. And then I, you know, collate all that information I get from those people and that helps me grow grow as a creative person and to like foster new ideas. But when we put our creative lives online for anyone to kind of judge, it can become, I think, really negative because then we're kind of like, that's where that comparison thing comes in because we're not having open dialogue with real people. We're just simply relying on your feed versus my feed, your amount of followers versus my amount of followers. And I think like it doesn't matter how like confident and strong you are as a person and as a creative, we can all definitely go to that dark place where we're like, why aren't I that good? Why aren't I worth 30,000 followers? Why aren't, and honestly, like all of us do it. Like I'm so guilty of that as well. Even though I like to think I'm a really confident person and really confident as a photographer, I definitely like get a little like FOMO, like, you know. I know what you mean. I mean, I I do have 30 plus thousand followers. I have no idea how, um, but it's never been the prime motivation for me. Yeah, it's become our currency it of has. our worth as a creative. And I don't post every day. I, I don't even post every month. To yeah, be sometimes you're um, a bit like like a rolling tumbleweed like, through the still, wilderness. Is this dude still alive? <laughs> what happened to What happened to Tobes? Did he like yeah jump off a building or something? Yeah, but no, where look, do you go? I'm still here. And every it's funny because every time. My post, I'm like, oh, hey guys, sorry I haven't posted for a while. <laughs> so it's like every single post. <laughs> every post says face. the same thing. That's freaking hilarious. But that's kind of proof to you that it, it, the, the follower count does not matter for me. Yeah. I'll lose a thousand followers in a week. I'll be like, whatever. I, I won't even know if that's yeah. happening. I don't even give a shit. It's, it's never been the prime motivator for me. But I guess what we're kind of lucky in a way in that we've known a world without yes, social media. 100%. I think now there is a whole generation of, of uh, new and reasonably experienced photographers that don't know that. They have well, no idea. Well, there's people that have solely built their career on from their Instagram 100%, following. Yeah, 100%. Like a million percent. And I guess what we're going to try and do today is is try and, I don't know, I've just, I've just slayed people for giving advice, but... I think <laughs> I think the difference here is that it's more about sorry it's more about no, keeping it's, people in a positive mindset. Hundred really. percent. It's like let's learn some kind of skills so yeah. that we can combat this negative comparison mindset that we are all prone to getting. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there are uh, there are thousands of positives with the social media world. Obviously, I think one of the things we spoke about earlier today before we uh, came into this amazing studio. Can Such I, a great can, studio. Can I just say the studios? Honestly, if this was video, people would not believe where we are. They would not it's believe it. Phenomenal. There's like thirty. 
$3,000 worth of guitars right there. <laughs> Which we're not going to use, but anyway. Um, one of the positive things is is giving you inspiration about things that you can practice, techniques, that kind of thing. That's actually a really good point. Here's the thing. Comparison is helpful for motivation. Mm-hmm. When that motivation becomes a negative mindset, it becomes demotivating, and that's when the creative juices are completely stopped flowing. Yep. Things dry up. Yeah, I do use social media a lot for for kind of I don't want to say technical inspiration, but inspiration around different ways of taking photos, not just the raw process of taking a photo, but yeah, the post production of photos yeah. and, and videos and all the other things that I like, like yeah. to create. Yeah, and I find it massively valuable from that point of view. And 100%. I wish I'd had it 15, 20 years ago when I was first starting out. It would have been totally. it would have accelerated my growth like nothing else. Hundred percent. Yeah, it can be a really useful tool. But, you know, there are some there are some dangers with it. And that's well. the thing. It's like anything in life. You've just got to learn how to navigate it the right way. You and I have both had like very different experiences with yeah. this kind of comparison thing because I learned photography at photography school. And so I was like constantly having my work judged in real time with real people, not by people online, having open discussions about like, how can we improve this? Maybe what's not working? All of my peers seeing my work all the time and me seeing my peers work all the time. I think you asked me in the first episode, like, how did you know that you were like, okay at photography? And I was like, well, I went to photography school and like every week they would, it was brutal. They would like hang your photo. <laughs> in the middle of the school and like with the freaking mark on it and so you'd be like oh okay if you did what? with 100%, the mark on it 100% babe it was fucking God. brutal but and so I think it was only like the top like 10, 15 people got hung up, to be honest. Oh, so then you get good marks. So like if you did like super shit, like your mark wasn't there for everyone, but like you weren't on the wall. So I was like, oh, you ain't on the so wall. Everyone knew. Oh my God, that's like that's like featured post. Like did you get featured? <laughs> yeah. Oh my Are God. Are you on the explore tab? <laughs> Are you on the explore tab? And so like every week I was like getting on the wall and I could see like everyone else's work that was up there too. And it was literally like live time. Here's the comparison. Here's how you're all sitting against each other but it wasn't like a negative thing like it can be on social media because like life is very different in real time like you're if you're standing there next to someone whose work is there and you have an open dialogue about what you shot how you what kind of mark you got how you could do this better asking for advice like it's real world conversation yeah, it becomes collaborative almost it becomes totally collaborative and also you really learn how to like take criticism oh yeah, yeah. like you know, it's one thing for someone to say something about you online from like the privacy of their home. Um, it's one thing for someone to say something to your face. They're going to say it in a much more constructive way. And then you're actually going to take it on board that level of criticism and mm. you're going to become better. Mm. Whereas I think when criticism is leveled at you online, we tend to get super defensive and it's it can be quite hurtful. Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of felt like I'm, I, I kind of learned how to compare pair myself and find inspiration around other photographers in a really kind of positive way through my education. Yeah, I think that's a really good piece of advice is is telling people to not 
rely solely on what you see online. Yeah. But to not surround yourself, but go on, you know, go on a couple of meetups or I don't know, like Insta meets or whatever it might be. Yeah. Walk around town with a group of people, take a bunch of shots, compare them, you know, face to face with it, with with people. Yeah. When I was first starting out, I did a couple of courses at uh, the wonderful ACP in in Sydney. Represent. Um, fantastic place. And I remember doing a photojournalism course. Um, this would have been about God. 10, 15 years ago maybe. And it was it was a six-week course, mm-hmm. once a week for six weeks, and we were given lessons and stuff by a uh, staff photographer at the Sydney Morning Herald. That's pretty good experience. Um, which was pretty cool. Yeah. So she would tell us all about the work that she'd done and show us some examples of not mm. just her work but other famous, you know, photojournalists here, there and everywhere. And every week the, the, the assignment was by the end of the six weeks we had to create a photo essay. And we're all thinking, oh, my God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? But you yeah. could literally do anything you wanted. You yeah. just, all you had to do was tell a story with with photographs. Yeah. And each week we would bring in our works in progress and, you know, there were I think there were like eight or ten of us. It was only a small group. Yeah. And we'd all discuss and, There you, know, you go. Positive and, comparing. And compare, but it was bloody awesome. Yeah. It was absolutely Because awesome. you get, like, advice and you get real-time reaction from yeah. the people. Like, you see how they are responding to the work. Yeah. And honestly, every week everyone's photos got better and better and better. Yeah. I remember one guy in particular, and I know you've heard this story, but our listeners haven't. Um, Tell it. This guy was doing – he decided he was going to do a project on nightlife in King's Cross, mm. back when there was nightlife. I was going to say, let's Cross. picture this as like 15 years <laughs> ago, guys. <laughs> That's how long ago Before the lockouts. There were actually people there at night. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it started off as a very basic kind of, you know, nighttime street kind yep. of thing and he would hang out of a car window sometimes and just, just shoot the shit and, you know – Randoms along the along walking along um, Darlinghurst Road and all yeah. that sort of stuff. And anyway, one night he was out and about, and he started chatting to a sex worker in mm. Kings Cross. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Oh, what are you doing, man? What are you doing?" And he, and he kind of explained to her that he was doing this course. And yeah, rah rah rah. And I don't know how he plucked up the courage to ask, but he said, uh, "Would you mind if I, you know, made you a focus of this?" this whole thing and she was like yeah. what? and uh, he said yeah yeah he said I, I find because he, he basically had st- I, I guess he'd started to get a not uninspired but was struggling for a right. focal point for this story which right. we all had to kind of find yeah and he picked her and she amazingly said yes and uh, what an opportunity yeah, he ended up going up to the room where she would take her clients mm. and taking these absolutely gorgeous photos of her you know with all this night light coming through the window oh, amazing. And just getting changed and doing her makeup and all this wow. and it turned out by the end of the six weeks the collection of images he had was bloody Bangers. awesome yeah. yeah absolutely and i'm really magic. like curious like how it would have gone for him if he didn't get to come every week to that class exactly. and everyone like evaluating each other, comparing, it pushed him maybe to do better. And not only that, but the, f- the first week that he met the sex worker, he had just chatted to her and he came to the class that week and he asked us, he said, do you think I should... Like approach I've, I've, her? I've been thinking about maybe, you know, doing this, yeah. ma- making her focal point. And we were all like, yes. Oh my God. Do it, do it. And and he did it. Plucked his, up the courage. To his credit, he did it because he had all of us giving him support yes. and saying that's going to make the best story. Oh my god. Have this a go. is this Toby. This is such a positive <laughs> example of how like number 1 a real world situation
situation where you're physically in the room with other people and yep. connecting on a creative level, giving advice, sharing ideas and comparing your work can be such a positive thing. Yeah. It's when in my opinion we take it online and we take it into the dark places where people can get you know, really down about stuff like this. I can't imagine that scenario you just told me. I can barely imagine that online. Oh, no way. Like, I'm sure it can happen, but I don't think that we're fostering these really positive communities online. I think there can be positives in them, but I feel like they're more so more negative. I think there's a a time and a place. I think you can have, obviously, online communities, but it's difficult when you're completely... Uh, you're a million miles away from each other. If you have online communities and you do occasionally meet up in person yes, as well. Yes, that's really good. That's, that's the perfect scenario. That's totally such a good scenario. Because obviously sharing things online is so much easier than trying to find a venue and get together every week, yeah. blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. It's, it's difficult. When you're doing things like on Reddit, there's a um, there's a, a popular, I'm going to call it hashtag, um, called ITAP, which basically stands for I Took a Picture. Yeah. And you go on there and you put in ITAP of whatever you've taken a picture of. Yeah. And basically people will critique and some are nice, some are... Brutal. Fucking horrible. Yeah. And give you shit and say, mm. give up, dude. And you're like... Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Thanks. And, yeah, so, you know, it can be... It can be good, but it can be bad at the same time. But I think you're going to get more positive experience if you're with people in person. 100%. Because people aren't idiots in person like they are no, online. People, they're not. People don't behave like 100% douchebags. And also like the fact that a lot of people now are learning photography online, yep. on their own, in their home, at their computer. And if you're learning that way, that's great. There's nothing wrong with learning that way no, at so. all. But that's when you can kind of get into that like tunnel vision of like, okay, looking at too much stuff online, comparing too much online to everyone else because you're not having that com- that community face-to-face time. Yeah. And I think it, that's when it can become really negative. So I guess like, I guess our advice kind of sounds like get out there to like some kind of community group, even if it's like your mates that like shooting as well, that no one needs to be a professional, like whatever. No. Just get out there and like be open Just with each other. Just have fun and be open with each other about like what you think of like – their work like you ask me about your work sometimes and sometimes I'll shoot you like oh my god what do you think about this idea is this idea okay can you tell me like can you be honest like can you be honest I remember (laughs) this actually really reminds me of like this reminds me of this story and I hope like we have time for me to tell it because it's like it's so funny Obviously, like, I went to photography school, da-da-da. I was really used to people, like, telling me what they thought in person, da-da-da, whatever. Okay, so I've been out of photography school for, like, <laughs> nearly, like, 12 years, okay? And I've been working as a professional, and I definitely have a level of confidence about myself that is is it's obvious, okay? <laughs> uh, you know, I can I can tend to, you know, like, because I work on my own, I'm a freelancer, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sitting at my computer, I'm editing my stuff, I'm shooting on my own, and I'm, like... I don't really get anyone else to evaluate my work unless it's like someone I really trust like you or or Sean O, my husband. And so anyway, I got this opportunity to go to like this free workshop with the amazing photojournalist Stephen DuPont. <gasps> so, okay, this guy's love like, guy. oh my God, I love this guy. So good. So I had met him a couple of times before. So he kind of like knew me, but it was like through other things, it was like through this charity thing, it wasn't through photography. And he's a local down here in the gong and he put on this like free workshop thing and I was like so doing it and I was like you had to bring like your you know like some top images of like you know a body of work whatever (laughs) so I brought all this like black and white street photography how long did you take 
to put that together. Fucking so long. <laughs> I was like shitting bricks for like three weeks. And it's really awkward too because like I see him down at like the beach sometimes. Anyway, and so I went and I had like and one image in particular, right, that was in the series of images is like one of my favourite images. It's the image that hangs downstairs of the fisherman with the boat. You know that one. Anyway. <laughs> And so, I do. No one else does. Yeah, no one else does. <laughs> go to my website. It's on my website, metascopher.com. Anyway, oh, such a plug, such a plug. So good. So it, we had to like one by one, there was like eight of us, we had to like put all of our work out on the table and he would like critique, but like everyone else would have like discussion too. And it was so helpful and really amazing and was so brutal. So he lays it all out and he's looking and he's thinking, he's got this thinking face on and he picks up my favourite photo, like the, <clears throat> my number one photo in my and life. And your heart's like boom, boom. And he goes, now nah, get rid of that one. And I was like, ah! <laughs> but it was, Ouch. but you know what I learned from that? So like I put myself out there. Like this guy, I don't have many like photographers I look up to, but his work is like bomb, okay? And I put myself out there and I got like a sort of a, no, I don't want to say there was a negative feedback. It was no. just like that doesn't work with it. Did he say why? I can't really remember. It was like it didn't flow with the rest of it. But you weren't weren't offended. No, no, of course I was not offended. But it was really good to have that one-on-one, like, comparison. And everyone else agreed, like, in the group that it didn't work. And I was like, holy shit, okay. Because I think, like, when you work on your own so much, like, I have a level of emotional attachment to that image. And so I am incapable of comparing it to the rest of my work because I have such an emotional attachment to that image. And so someone coming in with, like, fresh eyes, no emotional attachment it's just like not get that out of there you know it's funny this is in no way on the same level as that but at the moment i've just moved into a new apartment as you know yeah and uh jack my partner and i are trying to decide which photos we're gonna print print out and put on our walls yeah and when i say print out we're gonna print these things massive massive so good just huge yeah so i'm going through all my she's like yeah let's do some like travel shots and you know and i'm like okay cool cool and i in my head i've got like 10, 15 shots. I'm like, yeah, that's a banger. Yeah, I fucking love that shot. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I remember yeah. when that I remember when I first saw yeah, 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 yeah. I'm doing all this. And then I'd say, and I'll and I made a little folder short list. I said, oh, oh Jack, I've, I've, I've yeah, come got up with all these list. shots. You want to come and have a look? And she's like, mm, yeah, maybe not that one. And I'm like, oh and then she's like, no, maybe not that one either. Oh my like, god. Oh. And then she'll be like, what about that one you did for and, and I hadn't even thought of it because it doesn't I don't even know why, because I'd never yeah. I'd never asked anyone for for an opinion on it, I guess. And we've, yeah. we've now decided on uh, one shot that I knew I was going to print, but the other two are like I hadn't even thought about it. But yeah. through discussing it with her and getting like totally you know, feedback of something that it means to both of us and not just me. Yes. Oh my god. Then yes. we now know what we're gonna what we're gonna print out. See, and, real world comparative yeah. constructive criticism is yeah. such a bonus for your work. It is. I remember like when I was in photography school, at the beginning, I was kind of like super negatively comparing my work to other people, um, not necessarily like the other students, but like mm. the people I was learning from, like about different photographers. And I was like reading photography magazines, photography books. And I was just like, oh, my God. I honestly, I had this negative inner dialogue and I think a lot of people can get it. And it kind of went like this. Oh, my God. Why aren't my photos like that? How do they edit it like that? How did they get that? Oh, my God. I don't know how to do it. Oh Oh my god 
Okay, that's yeah, totally what it snowballs, was. Isn't it snowballs, it? It snowballs, and I think it is can be really toxic. You know what it does? It kills creativity super quick. Yeah. So I feel like if yeah, you, you just give up, you just give up. Yeah. I feel like if you feel that way, if you can hear that dialogue in your head, you know what you need to do. You just need to either like turn off the computer, close the book, go take some time for yourself, breathe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't like keep scrolling. I have a really good quote that might like spark some joy for us. Okay, it's from Brene Brown. Oh yeah, and she writes a. She's amazing. She's like a social researcher, and she talks a lot about creativity because like everyone is a creative being, not just like artists, right? And mm-hmm. she has this amazing quote. I'm going to read it. Mm-hmm. Creativity, which is the expression of our originality, helps us stay mindful that we bring to the world is completely original and cannot be compared. And without comparison, concepts like ahead or behind, best or worse, lose their meaning. Okay. So she's talking there about like take away that negative comparison because if you're looking at other people's work and you're going, oh, my God, am I ahead? Am I behind? Um, Am I better? Am I worse? Like your shit isn't going to mean anything and you're just going to like stunt yourself creatively so bad. And I just freaking love that quote. It is a very human thing, obviously, to to compare yourself to others in all walks of life, whether it be taking photos, you know, cooking eggs on toast, whatever it might be, you're going to be, you're going to be comparing yourself to people. I guess the hardest thing for everyone to do is to remove that negative side of it. It's really difficult to do that. So difficult. And you have to work on it. You really do. Oh my God. You have to work on it. I think it comes from like a level of, you have to have a level of self-belief in yourself. But I think also like maybe even with photography or like any kind of art form, you totally gain that level of confidence through practicing your art form more and education and learning. So let's see these comparative moments as an opportunity for learning and education rather than demonizing ourselves. Mm. Can you think of a situation where the process of comparing your work to someone else or something else has been super positive and actually led to like a massive inspiring moment? For me, like one of the things I really struggled with with photography was being able to really harness the use of color in my work because I don't, I'm a black and white shooter predominantly. And I just, I was never happy with like what I was getting. And I would like look at other photographers' work and really who I enjoyed their color tone. Yeah. And I would compare mine and be like, okay, why aren't I getting that? So so yes, I'm starting out negative by being like, okay, well, why why can't I get this kind of tone that I really want? And I don't want it to look like this. And how did they get theirs to look like that? Okay, you know what I need to do? I need to like educate myself mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. So I could have easily have gone into like a negative mind spiral about not being worthy enough and not good enough but instead I went okay well they obviously learned how to do that I'm going to learn how to do it Yeah. yeah and so then I just you know researched and tried different things and trial and error is a huge like a huge positive in my life trying different things because I'm I'm like quite badly red green colorblind so for me color is a huge problem (laughs) um and so I was just like you know what I'm going to teach myself how to see color and I'm and I just like it gave me such inspiration to spur myself on to get better so instead of being negative I went you know what I'm finding inspiration in this in this comparison 
and I'm going to educate myself so I can be better. Yeah, I do exactly the same thing. And my tool for educating myself yeah. is usually social media. So, again, can show shows you that it can be, can a, be positive. A, a positive thing as well. And not just a negative thing. I do that a lot with, yeah, as you know, I'm doing a lot of video at the moment and, and when I'm editing or producing video of my own, I'll do exactly the same thing. I'll look at stuff that I think, wow, that's that's an awesome piece. And yeah. I'll and I'll be like, how know, did they do how that? How did they do that? And I'll and I'll do the same thing. I'll search and I'll go yeah. crazy for like a day or but two. But it's like a challenge, like a really yeah, it good is. challenge. It is. And when you nail it, you're like, mm, you know. Yes. Oh my god, it's <laughs> so like that true. little baby meme that's like, mm. yeah. And it just it feels so good. And that's that's a really positive experience. So I think And you take away from it, oh my god, I learned a new skill. Exactly. And that's where comparison can be a powerful tool to help yeah. you get better and also help you move into a, a, a space of your own. Um, I've done this a lot with music as well, kind of off topic, but not really. Um, I play drums for those that don't know. And I, I guess my having played drums for God knows how long, my own personal style is an amalgamation of, you know, oh my God, totally. every drummer I've ever heard in my life because I've, yes. ri- I've ripped them all off in my in my own way. But um, that's what art is, but babe. But that's, that's how I've become, you know, who I am as a, as a player. And likewise with, with photography. You, you you rip people off all the time, and it, I like to call it a hat tip rather than a. Who had that really famous saying? The I think it was Picasso. I can't remember the best artist steal. Is that what was that Picasso? Oh, I don't know. Gonna I don't have to know. freaking Google it's that. It's true one. though. <laughs> it's true, and that doesn't mean like you're ripping someone off like word for word or whatever. It doesn't yeah. mean that at all. It means exactly what we were saying. You're comparing your work. You're seeing what they've done. You're inspired by it, and you're gonna work out how the hell they did it so yeah. you can do it too. Yeah. And then if you're you know might even do it better. Yeah. And that's the like motivation that's gonna spur you on. It is, but the the real talent is is turning that into something that is unique. Ultimately, yes, hundred percent putting your spin on it yeah exactly you can learn techniques and you can learn from people but at the end of the day if you don't have that unique creative spirit that you're just like willing to unleash on the world then it's just never gonna you're just gonna always be copying someone yeah exactly uh, there's a lot of people out there who think they're creative but they're actually not mm-hmm. they're actually just faux creatives and they're literally just copying everyone else and a really good example of that is insta repeat love that Insta repeat. For you guys who don't know, like go check it out on Instagram at Insta repeat. And it is just like this dude. I don't know what his deal is, where he's from, but he's, he's very mysterious. He is so funny. And he just like all these kind of like lifestyle, quote unquote, photography yeah. people, like life, you know, influencers, whatever. They all take the same fucking photos and he just like lays them all out in these <laughs> grids to show them like in a really brutal way that none of them are unique or interesting. Yeah. And I love it. It's gold. I just recently went around Australia in my combi, like just under four months, travelled with Shauna and the dog and the combi, da-da-da, whatever. And we met this like awesome couple on the road. Um, shout out to Sean and Fee. And they had a <laughs> rescue dog as well. Oh, my God. So, like twin, oh, my God. Twinsies. I know, but they had a troopie. And they're a really nice couple. Anyway, they're on Instagram. So, like, obviously I'm on Instagram, but, like, my combi is on Instagram as well. Like, yeah, I yeah. share stuff I do with my combi on Instagram, at it is travels. <laughs> How <laughs> many plugs can we fit in one? I know, I know, I know. It's really good. It's really good. Anyway, so we met them and they've got like a little Instagram, like this little troopy thing going on. Anyway, as their trip sort of progressed, so like we would see them on the road from time to time. We'd be in the same places. We'd hang out, go get beers, cook, whatever. And 
one day they did this post on their Instagram about like we're leaving Instagram because their reasoning was they were like so focused on all these like van life travel accounts of people traveling around Australia and, you know, documenting it that they were kind of like forgetting what their own journey was. And I found that really interesting. And that is like such a comparison thing. Like they were like, why isn't our journey like theirs and da, da, da. And I, and so when they made the announcement, I I I messaged um I messaged them and I said, oh my god, great, that's a great decision because I said, look, at the end of the day, all of these travel photography accounts of these people van lifing around Australia, it's all bullshit mm. because a lot of those photos are heavily manipulated yeah. to look. Not you know could look way better than they are, mm. and Sean and I, my husband and I, we we saw a lot of this firsthand. Where we would like go to some like rock pool or some you know like interesting place, and you'd get there, and there'd be like Insta chicks with their boyfriends there, and they'd like <laughs> Insta hubbies, yeah, Insta hubbies, and they would like casually like stand just out of the water on the rock pool <laughs> with like their ass cheeks in the air, like hey, represent ass cheeks all the way. Mine are always out of the beach, but <laughs> it was like, and then they take the photo, and then they get back out. And it was like all for the gram. Yeah, they're doing it for the gram. It was just all bullshit. And I'm like, oh my god, you're not actually. It's like when people freaking video and FaceTime live fucking music concerts. Like you're not actually experiencing what you're what you're seeing. You're so weird. You're doing it for the gram. It's really strange. It's really weird. And anyway, I just I was really inspired by them doing that. And and I was like, good on you. You know, like definitely, yeah. Because I think that's when comparison can be really negative. Yeah, and I I remember like yeah when we're at that that rock pool and there was all these Instagram girls and um, we had Bandit and, um, you know, we're from Wollongong and I was like, we get there and I'm like, Shauno, how good's this? <laughs> Fucking sick. And then like I threw like the ball in the rock pool and Bandit's like splash and like wedding all these Instagram girls and like because we're super ginge, ginger, we have like rash vests on like down to our freaking like oh, hands, brilliant. sunblock, hats. Reminds me of, I can't remember her name. She's also on Instagram, but she does all those spoof um, uh, poses of oh, is Kim that Kardashian that? in. And oh, yes, I love that. She does her own version of her so shots. Funny. It's absolutely brilliant. It's I love so that. Good. It's really good. Just completely ripping them to shreds, yeah. which is exactly what needs to be done because that whole kind of fake um, existence is just so toxic. It's so vapid. It's horrible. I it's really it. horrible. <laughs> and But on a positive note, let's end on a positive note. Yeah. Forget all that stuff. Forget it. Find your unique inner, inner creative voice. Use comparison and critique as a force for education and, like, Building your creativity up rather yeah, than bringing yourself down. For sure. And look, if you want to, if you want to find out how you, or, or get advice from from either of us two idiots, then uh, feel free. You can send us messages on feel free. Uh, our Instagram, which is at CCBB Podcast. Yes, and it is. you can also go onto our website, CCBBPodcast.com. Yes. Um, and uh, we've, we're also on Facebook under the same name. And yes, yeah, look, send us DMs, send us messages. We're, we're more than happy to, you know, steer you in the right direction if you're feeling a bit lost or you're feeling a bit lonely or a bit negative in your in your creative space then totally let us know we're, we're more than happy to hold out a hand and, and drag you out of it because connect uh, you up with some peeps that's it because at the end of the day you know our community is only going to make us stronger so great way to end oh, beautiful
Click Click Bang Bang, a photography podcast, is produced by Meredith Schofield and Toby Farage. Hey, that's us. <laughs> it is us. And I also do the editing. And Mez, you look after the engineering side of things, I guess. Yeah, like sort of, yeah. <laughs> sort of, kind of, sort of. Yeah. And uh, there's a bunch of other people who have kind of helped us to get this thing up and away. Indeed. Like our amazing branding was designed by dingdingding.co, a.k.a. Your Better Half Tobes. Definitely my better half. And the fabulous music you're hearing in the background let's just have a little bit more of a listen there yeah that's Mm. it composed by our good friend Simon Filiuzzi a legend so good how good is that music Tobe so good so so good so good and look remember you can subscribe to this podcast everywhere yep send us your comments and ideas for the show and please don't forget to rate us it really helps others discover us you can check us on the socials at ccbb podcast we'll see you soon see ya